I bite his kneecaps off too. Um, but uh, that guy, he fires me up, man. He do what? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Welcome back to yet another week of the Big Pitch Podcast. We're sorry that we haven't been on for a while. We'll get to that later. Um, Eli's going to do some explaining, so don't worry about that. Uh, but it's it's back with me, your host, Daniel Kanegi. I got uh, Eli Reese sitting to my right. What's up, everybody? Esau Bird. I'm Justin Reed. Where are you from, Justin? I'm from uh, Nicholsville, Virginia. There's right, a population cool. of 300. <laughs> hey. Dylan Foster, also known as Frosty. There you go. And I'm uh, Braden Hamilton, known as Hammy. Can we get locations? Where are you from, Frosty? From the Knoxville area. Knoxville? I'm from up in northern Virginia, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Fredericksburg. Good yeah. deal. So as you can tell, we got a couple uh, special guests on this week uh, for our re-intro um, back to podcasting. So Eli, take it away, man. Yeah, so uh, it's been a long hiatus. We haven't been uh, been producing any podcasts, putting anything out, any content. Um but uh, our, the star of our show, Daniel Kanagi, went down with a little uh, thing called pneumonia. Mm. Uh, it's pretty rough. It was a tough battle. Um, he's still fighting back from it. But uh, we couldn't, obviously, the show couldn't go on without its star. Um, so we had to uh, take a little break, you know, let him recover, get better. And uh, to our first segment. Uh, so the first pitch segment is what we're going to be going into. So this is called the first pitch. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, Baseball, right off the bat, for every podcast from here on out. It's going to be known as the first pitch segment. And today we're going to be talking about the Cav Cup standings and the Cav Cup World Series. Um, for y'all that don't know, uh, that is what we do here at UVA Wise. We do a Cavalier Cup. It's kind of like an Omaha challenge for those of you that may be familiar with that. It's where we split up into teams and kind of uh, battle it out throughout the fall against uh, the other teams and against our own teammates. It adds a lot of competition, makes the fall super fun and competitive. Um, so feel free. Uh, anyone that has any thoughts on the Cav Cup standings right now, the World Series, what you guys think, feel free to take it away. Take the floor. Uh, well, this might just be me talking because I'm uh, on the last place team, but uh, as I am too, yeah. as I am, as, as I am, as actually I believe five, yeah, five of the six in this room are. Um, they restructured the Cav Cup this year, so it's we're, we do it a little bit differently than the Omaha Challenge. We do it throughout the whole fall. We're in four teams, right? As we explained on one of the earlier episodes, if you've been listening to us, but. This year they changed it to where the gauntlets that we do, which are conditioning tests and what stuff like that, on Fridays are nowhere near the the point equivalent to inner squads. Inner squads weigh heavily, so much to the fact that the first and second place teams are 14 and 18 points ahead of the third and fourth place team tied because they have won majority of the inner squads. And I know you'd say just win more. Well, our team's not built necessarily for inner squads; it's built for other things rather than the inner squads, right? So I think they've just put way too much emphasis on the inner squads this year. Me personally. That's my take on the calf cup. I think personally. But we haven't won any gauntlets either. <laughs> We've actually come in last in all the gauntlets. <laughs> so I have kept up with that. Um, as Eli said, the inner squads count more, which we just haven't won either. But as Esau... 
Hopefully we got some GPA. We also see here we got negative point seven zero black team. Do we know anything about that? Uh, that was for the oh. roster adjustment. Oh, yes. oh, I see that now. We yeah, we also you, lost a player as we started mm. down a player too. We were one short because of the uneven number, and then we lost a player. May he rest in peace. He's not <laughs> actually dead. He just bums around on my couch. <laughs> as we say back home, that ain't good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're. Uh, I just noticed that we are down two players. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Frosty, how does it feel to be on the first place team right now and know that your inevitable downfall is about to come? Downfall? Yes. Man, we are looking nice because our GPA is going to be sky high, brother. Well, I mean, we're looking at I see a few no, people we're... on there that might not be able okay. to spell. So... <laughs> <laughs> We may have a couple of. We'll see, buddy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it all, it all comes down to the GPA in the end. GPA is a big boost for all the teams. We, as we, as Esau stated last year, Team Gray, you know, pulled us pulled us up from four to two last year with the GPA alone. Crazy. And you know, Crazy. we have a we have a sleeper on our team, Jake Denief. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's actually Doctor Denief one day. He's a big brainiac for Taking sure. Taking rocket science two this semester. He is. That is. He is. And you know, I I hate to say it, but the we did lose a player, which hurts. But in the GPA department, I mean, it didn't hurt us too bad. <laughs> As we're sitting here talking about the Calf Cup, you know, everything. We are in our World Series right now, our fall World Series. Yeah. And I just want to shoot this message into Foster here. Uh, how you feel going into Game 3 after taking a tough L? There? Uh, in game we're, 2. We're, we're going to bounce back. Uh, you mean, sure? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I feel like... I feel like... I, I mean, I just feel like Black Team's got y'all on the on your heels right now. No, on the ropes. we're not worried. You're not? We'll, we'll get you guys tomorrow. Mm. Okay. Hmm. That's right. You heard it here first. Cap Cup Game 3 is tomorrow. If yeah. you're in the area, pop out. Check it out. 4 p.m. Yeah, 4 p.m. first pitch. Uh, game 1 was a 4-2 final for Team Red, but Game 2 was a 4-1 final for Team Black. Yeah. So, it's a rubber match. Well, winner take all. And uh, I think... My take on it, I think it might be a little bit of a high-scoring affair. I think the offenses might get a little wild. I think... Some plays might hey, get thrown out those there. Those are due. It's I mean, been two pitching battles. It has been. Games. The pitchers have dominated the first two. We're going to see if they're going to be challenged to continue that trend. But A lot of younger guys taking the mound. Yeah, and that's the other Indeed. thing is we have a lot of young guns on the mound for the rubber match, too. It's very exciting to see. That's the only hitter in the room here, and Foster, <laughs> on the black team. The only, hitter, oh, okay. only hitter on the black team here. You correct yourself. Yeah, we're going to come out firing tomorrow, you know. We, we got our approach. We set an approach last game, and it worked. Uh, I'm not going to tell Foster the approach, but, yeah. yeah, we stuck with an approach last game and produced four runs, and we blanked them after the first yeah. inning. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pitching staff as well had a very good uh, indeed had a very, indeed. Had a very good outing, uh, day, good game yeah. plan I would say. Uh, you know, you see a switch hitting shortstop, very fast individual, just hit him. Yeah, you hit him. indeed, he indeed, he steal. We hit him twice. That steal. is true. Steal, not steal if you hit him, and he yeah. can't, and he can't burn you with the bat either. No, indeed, indeed. he did. He got on three times, all by the way of the wall. Okay. Yeah. That brings us up to uh, our next segment. So this is a new segment that we're going to be implementing here. It's called the NFL Scramble. So basically. Uh, everybody is going to have one minute to speak uninterrupted, uninterrupted, one minute and one minute only about their favorite NFL team. You can talk about how your team's doing. You can give your team a pep talk if they're doing not so great. You can, you know, plead your case as to why they might be making the playoffs, why they might not make the playoffs. Whatever you guys want to talk about for that one minute, you're going to be on the clock for one minute. Here we go. One minute starting now. All right. So the one episode we didn't publish, we talked about our favorite sports teams. My happens to be the Atlanta Falcons, diehard George fan for everything, you know. So the Atlanta Falcons started off rough this year. We started with Desmond Ritter at the reins as a quarterback. We made the switch. 
it's going to be a long season for the rest of the NFL. All right. I know this past week we uh, we choked a game away, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, Taylor Heineke is the solution. Um, only question I have moving forward is: Will Arthur Smith decide to use Bijan Robinson? I mean, why else did we draft him? I mean, we get to the red zone, we don't give him the ball. It makes zero sense. Zero sense to me personally. I don't understand it. And he has no answer for it. Just his dad owns or created FedEx. Only reason he's our coach. Um, but other than that, Taylor Heineke is going to put the NFL on standby, on watch. Um, and everyone else should be scared, especially some other NFC fans I know in here. Um, so, yeah, Falcons, you got a long season to, to take it back over and, uh, and to win a Super Bowl. And that's the time right there. All right, guys. What do we think about Eli? They ain't going to win the Super Bowl, buddy. <laughs> that's a straight They do have a pretty bright future, I would say. Yeah. With Ritter. I, I do like Desmond Ritter. My opinion my opinion on the Atlanta Falcons, scrap Desmond Ritter. Bijan yes. Robinson's not the answer either. No dogs. Mm. <laughs> neither, just, neither, one, neither one of them. Are, I know crazy. who would be putting up some numbers. That's Michael Vick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's where he, I think that's where the Atlanta Falcons went downhill is when you know yeah, whenever we lost went, Michael. Yeah, yeah, when you lost Michael, you know. Yeah. Fair he, enough. They yeah. kind of did it to himself. He's a good ball player, Let's though. Be good ball player. Good yeah. ball. Player. All right, guys, we're gonna go over to uh, Esau now for his take on his favorite NFL team. Your time starts now. Well, my favorite team is the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and uh, so far had a pretty good season. Uh, you know, taking down the Lions, a uh, very formidable foe. As of right now. Uh, the only problem is, why the hell can you not beat Matt Canada? Why can you not beat the fucking Steelers? It doesn't matter how good you are, you can never beat the fucking Steelers. I don't know who is controlling that. What what deity is looking down upon Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore boys and saying, you cannot have it. We sold our soul to the devil to beat the Kansas City Chiefs during the regular season. Two years ago, we have – what is going on? Great team, though. Absolutely love you. Odell, I know you want more touches. Catch the damn ball first. Quit trying to one-hand everything. I love you. Lamar, you are my king. Keep running the damn football. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's right on cue. Right on cue. The time is up for you. Guys, what do we think about Esau? All i got to say is screw Lamar Jackson. He should be throwing the ball more because I ain't getting no fantasy points from that. him. Look at that, man. You know Esau's fired up, and that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I would agree with uh, Odell Beckham. I think he's definitely washed. Um, I think you're looking at the – All right, we're going to go move on over here to Justin Reed now for his NFL scramble minute. Yep. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Your time man. starts now. Yeah, so my favorite uh, NFL team is the Washington Red, the Commanders. Um, <laughs> you know, we're just not very good. We just aren't. We uh, traded our best, uh, probably our star player, Chase Young, for a third-round draft pick. <laughs> I was just wondering, Redskins, what are we doing? Like, he's the only guy I had to look forward to on Sundays. And I don't even watch football, to be honest with you, but I do keep up with them. Uh, Sam Howell's the quarterback, you know, played at North Carolina. And I'm just going to shout out the Virginia Tech Hokies because – Sam Howe said they were asking him about playing in front of a big crowd, and he said the loudest crowd I ever played in front of was Lane Stadium, which is the Virginia Tech Hokie Stadium. But yeah, Redskins, we just got—I mean, Commanders, we just got to pull it together. <laughs> like we just got to pull it together, guys. We've uh, we've been in a drought ever since I was—I'm old, and we've been in a drought ever since I was born. We've never won ever, uh, besides Alex Smith when he had one leg, and he won more than Sam Howe and the entire Commanders organization right now. So that's all I got to say about that. 
All right, all right, perfect, perfect. Guys, what do you think on the, What do you think about that? I think Sam Howell is incredible. I think. Oh yeah, no, he, I agree. Is, I agree. He is absolutely incredible. He is incredible. I never. That offensive line has just made him look bad. Yes. No. One hundred percent. You know, Sam Howell's a dog. Fantastic. He's a dog. I think. I think. Looking at it, Sam Howell is definitely your answer at quarterback. Oh yeah. Um, so you definitely got a bright future there. I mean, if you can, you know, kind of get some draft picks like they did this this year, you know, put some talent around him, I think maybe things could turn around for him. But then again, you know, you got the Cowboys and the Eagles to contend with in that division, so yeah. I don't know. The yeah, Eagles are all right. But. Yeah, the, the Eagles and Cowboys are both mediocre teams in a weak division. Um, so <laughs> I think the Cowboys are absolutely terrible and are the biggest frauds in the entirety of the NFL. I agree. They, they, got, they got Dak Prescott. They cannot the win. Yeah, I mean, they do not terrible. win. Dak Prescott but. only beats bad teams. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But as a guy who had Sam Howell lead him to a couple national championships in NCAA 14 dynasty <laughs> mode, um, I'm a big believer. There you go. Big fan. All right, we're going to go over here to uh, Frosty for your uh, NFL Scramble Minute. You ready? All right, man, your time starts now. I'm not a man of many words, but I'll get this done right here. So, favorite team's the Lions. We're looking very solid with Coach Campbell. I think he's doing great things for the franchise. We got great rookies like Jameer Gibbs, who's finally getting some play time. (laughs) Some play time now that Montgomery's hurt, and hopefully, you know, that can... Continue, uh, but yeah, the, the oh, I yeah. bite his kneecaps off too. Um, but uh, that guy, he fires me up, man. Uh, he do what? To what? Him? Did he what? But his kneecaps. Yeah, I mean, you ever hear that speech that he gave? That speech that he gave whenever he uh uh uh-uh. oh he gives some electric yeah. speech. Oh, he, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he was talking yeah. about getting knocked down, coming back up, swinging, but biting your kneecap kneecaps oh, okay. off on the way back you. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Another thing I'd have to say about that is uh, I think we need to get James Mitchell some more PT. You know. He's oh yeah, hometown guy. hero. Yeah, he's a hometown hero. You know, from Big Stone Gap, uh, Union High School. Yeah. Gene Tech Hokie. Just gonna put that out there, but you gotta give him playing time, more touches. Yeah, my, my thing with the Lions is it's hard not to root for the Lions. Indeed. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. if, if you are not a Dan Campbell fan, please watch Hard Knocks. The season of Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions in the preseason. Yeah. It is fantastic and shows you how great of a coach Dan Campbell really is and how much he cares about bringing the championship to the Motor City. As a guy who always had a soft spot for Detroit whenever Matthew Stafford was playing for him and never saw any success there, um, I'm a huge fan. I also love how Dan Campbell, I think, has 2,000 milligrams of caffeine every morning. Yeah, it was something crazy. I I think he had uh, two two uh, two venti Starbucks things with like uh, four shots of espresso or something. Yeah, like that. each every morning yeah. to start his morning. Two thousand milligrams of caffeine, almost as much as our coaching staff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's it's hard. To, we're gonna go over here to Hammy now for his NFL scramble minute, and your time starts now. All right, so uh, I am a New England Patriots fan, and you know, I mean, went through a lot of young life as a successful Patriots fan, but now we're getting into the out of the Tom Brady era, and, um, you know, it's not looking too good. We drafted uh, Mac Jones, and he sucks, and we won't do anything about it. We pull him in the fourth quarter after he's already thrown an interception and a pick six and fumbled the football three times, but, you know, we don't change anything, because why would you change something that's not working? makes too much sense. Uh, I just know that we're not scoring points, and we're giving up too many. Our point differential's up there, close to negative 100 now, because all we do is throw the ball to the other team. 
Um, I mean, I really don't know what to do here at this point because Bill Belichick won't make a quarterback substitution, and we keep cutting all of our backup quarterbacks. So we're bringing in a new guy every week to learn the system, and I, I don't really know what we do here. Hopefully we'll take a draft pick here this this spring and get someone that can come in and change the system. But, I mean, until we do something about that, we're just going to keep on losing. Wow. There you go. I mean, that's, that's perfect. Right on time, Hammy. Um, you know, I agree. I'd have to agree. The Patriots went from a dynasty team to a laughing stock real quick. Indeed. And it happened within a couple of years. Indeed. Um, I think Bill Belichick is kind of getting exposed right now. Um, for Tom Brady, Tom Brady brought a lot of success to that team. Um, it's, and their lack of success now in the recent years without Tom Brady is definitely um, kind of making people question, you know, Bill Belichick a little bit. Um, I've heard that he's his job is safe, but I've also heard that his job is you know up for grabs and he's on the hot seat soon. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on with the Patriots. Indeed, indeed. I feel like a big thing with Bill Belichick now, especially in his older years, uh, it, it, he's kind of proven that everything that he did back in the day now is just the normal. You know, the different types of play structurings, how you structure your defense, the type of zones that you run, everything like that. It, it, everybody does it now, and that's that's the thing, is that all of his assistants, all of his you know coordinators have gone on to, be, to get these head coaching positions, and it, that's pretty much all it is, is his entire system has pretty much just been shown around to everybody at Indeed. this point. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And I mean, and you see that these coaches go to these other teams and they aren't successful, and then they end up finding their way back to New England or they find themselves on a college coaching staff because they what they're doing isn't working because the other teams are finding ways to get around it because they don't have those players that can execute the way that needs to be executed. I mean, let's look at Josh McDaniels, for example. His exit with the Raiders last week, not a good one. No, I mean, and he's had two head coaching jobs he's been fired from now. He, he went to Denver back a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and nothing came out of that when he had Tebow as quarterback, and then he was at the Raiders, and he wasn't there long either because he wasn't getting any wins. Yeah. So just not a great career for him. And one, and one th- more thing pertaining to the New England Patriots. <laughs> Billy Cundiff, that field goal was 30 fucking yards. <laughs> you easily could have beaten the Giants in the Super Bowl. It was not that fucking hard, buddy. 30 damn yards, and you shank it. He was probably nervous. <laughs> He's He gets paid millions of dollars. He better not be damn nervous for kicking a fucking 30-yard field goal. I get nervous sometimes. You ever kick a 30-yard field goal? It ain't hard. <laughs> oh my! <clears throat> right. So we're gonna go over here to uh, myself, actually now for the last um, NFL scramble minute. So, I mean, if someone else wants to control the timer, there, I'll take over. You got it. Just let me know when your time will start now. All right, y'all. Did you guys just hear the news? Jason Kelsey was elected as a nominee. For sexiest man of the year, I did see that. Did that is awesome. Yeah. I'm a huge yeah. Philadelphia Eagles fan. Huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, love Jason Kelsey. Love Jalen Hurts. Um, they're my guys. Uh, they haven't looked great. Um, they are eight and one though. Um, so I, I don't know how you can really argue with eight and one. Um, best team in the NFL right now with their record. Um, best team in the NFC uh, with the record. Uh, Hasn't been pretty, but they keep finding ways to stack wins. And I think that they've showed us uh, throughout these, you know, weeks where they've kind of struggled but still won. I think they've kind of showed us that they can play any kind of football game that you want. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They can play a defensive game if they need to. 
I mean, they can kind of play any any kind of football game that you want. They just find ways to win. Um, and I think that's that's uh, a testament to the coaching staff. And it uh, looks like my time's up here, but I got a lot more to say. But um, you got away with one against Washington. Yeah, yeah, you did. You squeaked out of that ball. Yeah, you, got away, you got away with the yeah. uh, same. How about got you? Yeah, you yeah. did. That's um, all I got to say about that. All I got to say about the Eagles is uh, yeah, I've never been a huge fan, but as of recently, I've had I've been kind of forced to switch because I said earlier, big Georgia fan and. Uh, I mean, they just recruit the piss out of my dogs. What can I say? The dogs. I mean, like six of them in the last two, three years. Oh yeah. Um, and so, and even traded for DeAndre Swift. And so. traded for the Swift for Swift to bring him back home to Philly, where he was originally from. So, uh, that's all I got on them. I think uh, growing up watching the Michael Vick, the Sean Jackson Eagles, this team right now reminds me a lot of that. You have mm. just an insanely talented quarterback who has an infinite ceiling, I would say, and you have. One of the best wide receivers, if not, you know, I'd probably say top three at this point wide receivers in the league, up and coming, more than likely at some point will be the number one wide receiver in the entirety of the NFL. And it pisses me off watching them win because I hate the Eagles and I hate Alabama. And if you have a player from Alabama, I don't like you, except for the Ravens. Fair enough. You're a Ravens fan. Yes. Your opinion is biased. <laughs> exactly. It is very biased. It's very biased. Uh, well. All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up our NFL Scramble segment. So we're going to move on here to uh, how about the Rangers winning their first ever World Series? What are you guys' thoughts? How are they going to have to? Re- what are they going to have to do to repeat that next they're, year? They're going to have to keep Evan Carter in the three hole. <laughs> yeah, Evan Carter, hometown hero. I mean, how far away from here? Man, about, about forty-five minutes to an hour. Elizabethton, right? Elizabeth about ten minutes down the road from my house. Oh, how is Evan Carter. Carter? Yeah, it's Esau's mm-hmm. brother actually. Played so against him in high school. He didn't hit no home runs off me, though. Yeah, Esau knows how to pitch him. Any MLB teams listening in on this, you need to know how to pitch Evan Carter. The the trick to pitching to Evan Carter is you don't throw him a strike. (laughs) You either walk him or give him a fastball right down the middle, and he's going to hit it off the wall. And he's going to run. He's fast now. He's going to get a triple out of it. But it's not a home run, Mm -hmm. so it's fine. The thing, yeah. (laughs) First base or third base? We want Would you first. rather see we'll him walking on those bases or run the third? I'd rather see him run. Get him tired. I mean, on top, on top of Evan, on top of keeping Evan Carter in the three hole, how do they repeat it next year? They're going to have to keep getting offensive production out of Garcia. They're going to have to to get Degrom healthy, yes. keep him in the game. Yeah. That was a big one. That's a big one. They right. won without Jacob Degrom. Yes, they well. did. Getting Jacob Degrom back next year is almost like signing a big free agent. Exactly. Oh, yes. Exactly. And, and along with that, along with along with keeping Degrom healthy, they got to keep Scherzer healthy. Yeah. They just got that trade got deadline. Keep, I mean, they have, they have two aces, two former Cy Young Award winners. Who I mean, they can still chuck it, but they do have to find a way. If they if they can't stay healthy, they got to sign some more pitching. They're losing Jordan Montgomery, who was big for them throughout the yeah. end of that regular season, throughout the postseason. And uh, they're also losing Chapman out of the back end of that bullpen, who was a good arm for them that when they needed someone to come in and close it out or get set up. And they're also losing Will Smith, who Will Smith actually just won three World Series in a row. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, if you want to win a World Series, sign Will, Will Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, that's as a 
we talked to a Rangers fan before this episode. I wanted to get some ideas on him, get a little educated on the matter. Um, real good friend of ours. Um, he uh, he kind of explained to me how they have to go out and get a big-time bullpen arm this Indeed. offseason. I believe Joe uh, Kelly might be an offseason arm. I'm not sure if his contract is up. If it is, I think that would be huge mm-hmm. for the Rangers. I, I think he'd be a great fit there. Um, then will Wyatt Lankford get the call-up? Yeah. Uh, the Florida boy? Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I very well think he'll get yeah, the call-up to add to that potent offense. And the other rumor going around, what I heard from an insider Rangers fan, all right, this is me, is that they're looking at Otani for the lineup next year and signing him. I mean, just watching the Rangers in the postseason this year, one of the best postseason te- teams I've ever seen in my life. Indeed. They didn't lose on the road. No. Correct. Like, that's insane. That's incredible. In the, in the postseason, you're not losing on the road. It's insane. Pretty incredible. Probably the hardest thing to do in sports yeah. is do that. So. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, we talked about uh, getting Jacob deGrom and Scherzer healthier there. What are the chances that Scherzer retires after this year? Mm. No, no, he ain't going. I don't think he's retiring. He's not going out on that note with that with that back injury. He's going to try and come back. He's going to at least give it one more go. If you take anything away from this day, death, roses, and Evan Carter in the three hole. Evan Carter County, baby. Evan Carter County. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to go over here to the quote of the week segment. Um, So this is going to be a a segment that we're going to be doing every week. Quote of the week. So this week's quote is the night is darkest just before dawn. That's by Harvey Dent from the Batman trilogy, The Dark Knight. Um, so basically, uh, what I see in this quote is um, anyone that's going through a hard time, you know, self-doubters out there, uh, anyone that needs to hear this, uh, just know that this too shall pass. What do you guys think on that? Oh, I mean, that's deep right there. I, I, I first reading it, I was like, you know, what is that even talking about? The night is darkest just before dawn. But, I mean, it makes sense, really. I mean, whenever times are tough, it's hardest at the end, right, right before, before you before see the light up. at the end of the tunnel, right before the other side, right? So, it makes sense. Things got to get worse before they get better. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, everything everything's a process, you know. So, I mean, everything's you're going to have to go through some tough times, some trying times if you want to get to where you're going. You're not going to be able to take the easy road out. So, I mean... It's always going to get a lot harder right before it gets a lot better. And, I mean, especially as just baseball players, you know, I mean, you, you fail over half the time. and More than half, buddy. And you're succeeded. <laughs> you're, you're still a great baseball player. You can get a hit three out of ten times, and you're one of the greatest of all time. So, I mean, it's just one of those things we can keep with us and other people can keep with them as well. Is you're going to fail a lot in life, but it's you're going to go through those tough times, and you're going to find success at some point. That's just inspirational, Hamilton. I love it. That was inspirational. inspirational. I love it, man. <laughs> inspirational. Awesome. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta, you just got to step out and just tell yourself, I'm the dude. Exactly. Yeah. I am him. I'm the dude. I'm Batman. you got to do that. <laughs> exactly. I am Batman. I am Batman. I am Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. I love it, guys. But tell yourself you're the dude. It is dark right before the sun comes up, though. That it is, is a fact. It's science. Is 100%. All right, guys. So we're gonna go over here to the college kickoff tailgate segment now. This is gonna be this is gonna be just like the NFL scramble. So you're gonna have one minute to speak uninterrupted about your team. Uh, get you know maybe uh, give some thoughts on how they're doing this year. Plead your case for why they're gonna make the playoffs or not. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and start with Eli Reese for your one minute. All right. Got Are a you lot ready to, talk to go? About one minute. All right, and here we go. You're a go. Georgia fan. Go dang dogs. I mean, back-to-back national championships, uh, one of the best streaks in the history of any sport ever, really. I mean, 
I haven't lost a game in over three years in the SEC, besides the SEC championship, which we came back to beat Alabama in the national championship. Just dominant, right? And so far, we're continuing that dominance. We got a tough game this weekend uh, with Ole Miss, so I'm excited for that. But it is calling for rain. I think that'll play right into our favor. Um, and with Lane Kiffin and all of his stuff going on right now, I just think he might be in trouble. So I think uh, George's got a great chance to go ahead and uh, three-peat, if I uh, do say so myself. Uh, I can't wait. We have Tennessee on the road next week as well. That'll be an exciting game. Um, and, yeah, I think that if there was any year ever, this would be the year for 12 teams because I don't think there's a surefire number one team besides Georgia. So, yeah, um, Georgia's back-to-back national championship. Champions, go dogs! Best time ever to be a dog fan. Couldn't be happier. Yeah, man, you know, I can completely agree with you, Eli. Y'all win. win. I actually never kept up with Georgia football until I watched a show called The Squidbillies. Has anybody seen The Squidbillies? <laughs> yes. yes. You've never seen that's The Squidbillies? That's, that's a very good show. That's a very good you know, show. As early Kyra would say, go dogs. You know? He does like them dogs. He did adopt like that one dogs. kid, and he dubbed the Herschel Walker, that the original true. Gator hater. That is true. Huh? That is true. But, yeah, go dogs. You know, I don't really pay attention to the dogs that much. But I know that the Eagles draft the dogs, so, I mean, any players that the Eagles draft must be good players. So, I mean, mm. go dogs, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. That is one thing I can give Philly is I guess they know talent when they see it. All right, so we're going to go on over here to uh, Esau for mm. his one minute. You ready, Esau? I am. And go. The night is darkest just before dawn. <laughs> Remember that. It's not true. (laughs) The Tennessee Volunteers have not seen the light of day since 1998 before I was born. I have to watch this every weekend, and I hate myself for it. I don't understand what is going on in Knoxville. Who... Can, can we can we please complete a pass, Joe Milton? I love you. I know you're a good guy. You and all the stock market and all that stuff going on with you. Just hit somebody in the hands. Don't throw it so hard either. It's really hard to catch a football when it's coming at you at 60 miles per hour. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I we had our shot last year, and it fell through. Uh, I love mediocrity, man. Tax Slayer Bowl, here we come. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. What are we What are we thinking on e, on Esau's quote? I mean, they, they they made a good run last year. They I thought they were gonna make a deeper run, and then they they kind of fell apart there at the end. They kind of well, they kind of hit a brick wall whenever they ran into Georgia. Yeah, of course. Sorry, I had to throw that in. Well, there. when your star quarterback tears your ACL, I mean that's, that, yeah, does, yeah. that does create a bit of an issue. Does, does. But they were already getting their tails kicked in by South Carolina. Let's not get that twisted first. It's true. We that's we did true. awaken Spencer Rattler for one day. <laughs> yeah. One day, that man, nobody could stop him. Yeah. Look at him now. Man, I don't Bum. like Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. All right, we're going to move on over here to uh, Reed for his God. one minute. You ready, Reed? Yeah. All right, man, here we go. All right, so my favorite college football team is Virginia Tech. You know, I'm originally from Blacksburg, so I, I bleed maroon. We haven't seen success in a long time. I mean, we may not make another bowl this year. It's just, it's not a good time in Blacksburg. You know, we're rebuilding. Coach Prize doing a great job with the team. We got Kyron Jones in there running the QB. Yeah, we're just struggling. But I will say this. I will say this. I will put this out to the Virginia Tech fan base. You guys are loyal. We are one loyal fan base. Because I went to the pit game this year. Still the best, still the best atmosphere in college football. I will live and die on that mountain. 
and I'll just keep that up. But yeah, go Hokies. Start guys. It's just How depressing. About that? Just depressing. Well, Virginia Tech does have a football team. <laughs> they do. That is true. You, you got a good point there. And I mean, they do have a great fan base. You know, you're always seeing. We stuff. do have a football team. Tennessee, yep. but next year Tennessee's got it next year. They got it next year. <laughs> yeah, gotta love the Hokies and saying, man. Other than that, there's not much great going coming out of that football they program right team. now. They, they do got have a football team though. They do have a football team. They got a football team. That Lowe's off that Blacksburg team. exit. Me and that, me and that Lowe's bathroom. I could talk about Blacksburg. <laughs> I could talk about Blacksburg for a long time. I really could, because Blacksburg's just a great town. You yeah, know? That, was, that was the only 7 Eleven that had gas. <laughs> it was in Blacksburg. Every time I drive through Knoxville, I just can't get through there. <laughs> People forget where you know they don't get their lefts and rights. They get their lefts and rights mixed up in Knoxville. They do yeah. like going 110 in that, in that middle lane. They also like picking up random McDonald's bags with money in them. Yeah, it is true. That is <laughs> true. It happens. Yeah, it's true. But you said the 110 in the middle lane. I don't bring that up. That's a sensitive topic for Georgia yeah. fans. Yeah. We have a, we have a trouble uh, with the speed limits. Go Hokies! <laughs> All right, we're gonna go over here to Frosty now for his uh, minute on his college team. Who even is okay. You got it? I'm yep. curious. I'm trying to be a little bit more optimistic about UT football. Jesus. Okay. Well. Even though there's not a whole lot to be optimistic about. But, I mean, you got a chance. It's not a great chance knowing we got Georgia coming up, you know. But maybe we can pull that one out of our butts. I don't know. But Milton's going to have to start, you know, like you said, just hitting him in the hands and – just being a better quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all we can ask for. But yeah, that's all I got. All right, man. Short and sweet. I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. short and sweet. I like it. I mean, I think that's fair. I definitely think. I mean, Tennessee's got some good things going for him, but uh, you know, to compete in that, you know, SEC with Georgia, it's just tough, man. It's really tough. So. And who's Tennessee got coming yeah, up? Yeah, who's going this weekend? I think it's. Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Oh, that, that's a tough game. Missouri's a good football team. Um, is it at Tennessee or at Missouri? I believe it is at Missouri. Okay, I was about to say at Tennessee, I'll definitely have a good chance, but Missouri, that's going to be a tough ball game to come out of there with a win. I know y'all do host Georgia not this week, but next week at three thirty with Gary Danielson on the call. Justin it, Snyder's it, favorite. It is at Missouri. That's a tough ball game for the Vols. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on over here to Hammy now for his uh, college team. All right, Hammy, go ahead. All right, my uh, my favorite college team is the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> and it's uh, where my guy Tom Brady came from, you know, went to the Patriots. But uh, Michigan Wolverines, we got a pretty solid defense this year. Only two teams this year have so far let up less than 20 points in every game they've played, and that would be Michigan and our rival Ohio State. But, I mean, hey, we've got, we've got a great quarterback this year, J.J. McCarthy. I mean, he's grown so much through our system with Jim Harbaugh there. And, I mean, we've got an all-star running back at the helm, too, Blake Corum, you know. We had a great chance last year, great run at the national championship, got cut short by TCU. Not having Blake Corum in that game was a big thing for us when he hurt his knee last year, but he's back doing, doing real good. And, you know, I just want to hit on one thing real quick about this uh, scandal with Michigan here where they're talking about stealing signs where it did come out that they were, but so was every other team in the Big Ten, and the only team getting penalized for it is the Michigan Wolverines with Jim Harbaugh not allowed to be on sideline for the rest of the season. And we got some big games coming up here against Penn State and Ohio State. 
I mean, this. I do believe well, that's the timer, so I can interrupt. Can I just? I was waiting for you to introduce your true MVP, Connor Stallions, right? The sign stealer himself. So I mean, sign stealing's in every sport ever, right? It's it's what makes the game fun, right? You try to steal the other team's sign. It's the game within the game. Only problem is whenever you pay to go scout your teams during the whole season and sit across from their sideline and steal signs during games live, when you really could just do it with film. Doing it on film is perfectly legal. But guess what? He went out of his way to PayPal people and let them know, hey, I'm going to the Georgia game very clearly. It's Connor Stallions here from the Michigan coaching staff to watch this football game and to steal signs. It's just ignorant, right? It is. It is. I, I agree. It's and definitely Jim Harbaugh ignorant. deserves every punishment he gets because he knew all about it. I mean, he's not an idiot. He didn't hire a Marine to steal signs for no reason. And every time he, on the sideline you see Jim Harbaugh and defense coordinator turning to him and looking and saying, "How? oh, and then changing the play, he can't deny that he didn't know, right? And that, and you mentioned the TCU loss. It's it's ironic to me that y'all went on to dominate everybody, and then you run into TCU, who we saw y'all should have manhandled like Georgia did, because y'all are a far better team. But because TCU knew y'all's sign stealing scandal and switched their signs, they were able to to completely surprise y'all and to upset y'all. I just find it ironic. I had to go on a little rant there because I, mean, I think this whole situation with Michigan is hilarious. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it, it is messing with us real bad right now. You know, I mean, especially like I mentioned, going into these big games, going against, well, I believe Penn State's 11 or 9, somewhere up there in that top Over 15. Range, but yes. And, I mean, and then we have, we're ending the season against Ohio State. I mean, we'll be back in Michigan, but not having your head coach on the sideline there is a bit rough, you know. Something I want to say on this, you know, about the whole sign stealing thing. As one of my summer ball coaches – very dear to me, as he said to me two summers ago. You gonna do something stupid? Don't get caught. That's a great. That's, that's a great. Don't get caught. That's great. great. You can do stupid things in your life, guys. We've all done something stupid. Mm-hmm. Just don't get caught doing mm-hmm. it. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Yeah. I yeah. do still have one quarrel with the Michigan Wolverines. Why did you not just keep Joe Milton? <laughs> Why didn't you just keep him? It would have saved me from all this heartbreak. <laughs> you already got the worst Harbaugh brother. Yeah. You couldn't have just taken him to taken Joe Milton back. <laughs> He's got a cannon. Just don't know where it's going. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to come over here to me for the last uh, minute. I'll uh, take ahead. the timer again. You can go ahead and start rambling. All right, guys, so... Uh, I'm from a little town about an hour from Happy Valley, so of course I'm a Penn State fan. Um, we're ranked nine right now, I think. Um, you know, only one loss on the year to uh, the Ohio State University, um, so not doing too bad. You got beat by um, nuts. <laughs> so not doing too bad, but um, you know I'm gonna plead the case for why they're gonna why they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. I think I think if they can beat Michigan next week with uh, Harbaugh not being able to be on the sidelines and everything going on there, I think if they can beat Michigan next week um, and then go on to win out and their only loss be against Ohio State, I think they might get a chance to make the dance this year and, and it might be their year. So. Um, I'm definitely all in for Penn State. Um, say what you want about the uh, scandals from years ago, but that's in the past, and the past is past. So uh, let's not um, harp on that too much. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all i got to say. That, those scandals are kind of big. I mean, we were just handing guys money in bags. <laughs> they were stealing signs. They were. Buddy, you? Yeah. <laughs> bagging guys in the head, bagging boys. Hey, man, I, I, I got nothing against Penn State. I really don't. You know, they're fun to football team to watch. Yeah, really I, I mean, I think they're overranked, but I mean, Ronnie Reed said they can, they can create some. Yeah, they're, you know, yeah, they're fun to watch. You I know, I'm definitely watching. used to the Penn State disappointment. Come out hot 
looking really good, scoring a lot of points, beating beating subpar teams yeah. every year, and then lose to Ohio State, lose to Michigan. You know, I'm used to that. So yeah. I'm just always used to being disappointed. So <laughs> I'm used to being disappointed too. Yeah. You know, throughout the year. But you, know. you know what? The night is darkest just before dawn. That's right. Yeah. The night is darkest <laughs> just before dawn. Mm-hmm. The That's real right. question though is, what is a Nittany Lion? What is that? Yeah, what is a Nittany Lion? I actually don't know. So there's a mountain called Mount Nittany in Pennsylvania. And that is where it comes from. Dude, they have lions. That's so boring. I was looking for something that's so much cooler. Are we talking about mountain lions or like, like probably mountain lions? Yeah. That's the line? It is? Oh. Oh, That's all right. That's another, that could be for another podcast because I will go on about mountain lions. They're around here, everybody. That was the last, the only question that I did miss at the college football museum on the little quiz they had there. So I will never like them because of that. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, I, I saw something interesting on Twitter, Twitter the other day about the Big Ten because Ohio State did beat Penn State, right? Say Penn State went on this weekend to beat Michigan, and then Mich- or Ohio State – or wait, no, excuse me. Then Michigan beat Ohio State. In that event, there would be a three-way tie in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. Mm-hmm. And the way that is settled, right, since all the head-to-head is out of whack, is a random drawing. Wow. And – as a George fan, I think it'd just be awesome if that happened and Penn State got the draw. I would love, I would love for Penn State to get in the dance, man. Mm-hmm. But as you know, um, Penn State always has a way of royally screwing it up. Mm-hmm. As my sweatshirt says, "Life hurts, man. <laughs> Life hurts sometimes," and that's you know how it is as a Penn State fan. Yeah, I hate to break it to yeah. you. If uh, if that did happen, or if Penn State somehow won out and was one loss looking at looking in, I don't think they'd get in because I believe it. Yeah. I believe it'd be Georgia, and then you got. Uh, whoever wins the Pac-12 and then whoever loses the Pac-12 and then um, maybe even at, mm, no, not Alabama. I mean, I, I agree with you. I just don't see even if they do win oh, out. Oh, Florida State. That's yeah, it. that's Sorry, what I'm saying. Even if, they, even if they do win out, you got you got Washington at the five. You got Florida State at four. I don't think. Well, no, I think you'll have Washington, Oregon in there both because I th- my prediction is Oregon will beat Washington. They'll be both be one loss. It'll be Georgia, Oregon, or Georgia. Florida State, Oregon, Washington. Oh, you got, you've got two teams coming out of Pac-12. I do because wow. I, I unless the, I'm saying in this scenario, if the Big Ten works out like that, yeah, that's true. But if not, if like Michigan won out, obviously they're in, and mm-hmm. one of the Pac-12 teams left out. Mm-hmm. But. All right, guys, we're gonna yeah. go on over here to our uh, last segment, quick foodie segment. foodie segment, real quick. Real quick, everyone, go around the table. What's your favorite part of the Thanksgiving dinner? Are you loading up on stuffing? Are you getting that, you know, turkey, ham, whatever you guys have. Well, I'll start it off. So uh, my mother has recently decided that she doesn't want to cook Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> so we actually get Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Okay, okay. It is incredible. That's and I will eat an entire family-sized tray of hash brown casserole mm. on Thanksgiving morning and then finish it for dinner while I'm watching football. And we- all right, guys, we uh, we thank you all for joining us in here today um, for being a special guest on our podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Um, on late notice today, too. Yeah, it was on a late notice. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to Justin Reed. Shout out to Dylan Foster. And shout out to Braden Hamilton, aka Grand um, Slamming. Yeah, Grand yep, Slamming. Yep, yep, yep. You guys are you guys are awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, we um, loved it. And to our listeners, everybody out there, all 120 downloads that we've had so far uh, from other countries, and the United States. Thank you guys for listening. Join us in for another week. Peace out.